Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. Have you ever been in a boat when a storm come up? Back in February, Rhonda and I took a trip, actually on a cruise ship. And on the last night of our trip, on our way back, the ship ran into a storm. And I have never experienced anything quite like this on a cruise ship, and we've taken several trips. The ship was rocking and reeling and rolling and and we were trying to sleep that last night and, and needless to say, we were a little bit anxious. I didn't realize how anxious Rhonda was until I looked over and she was holding on to something and to this day she hasn't admitted, but I believe that it was a life preserver. It was that bad. What I'm trying to relate to you today is this, is that storms make us anxious. And right now, we're in one. With this virus that's going around, coronavirus, we're in a storm right now. And it's a little bit anxious. I think we are. And so we want to look into God's word because Jesus has experience in storms. <laughs> he has experience. When we read the gospel, we find out that there's a story how Jesus was with his followers, which we call them disciples, in a boat in a storm. And it's one of the most popular stories because we see that Matthew wrote about it and also Mark wrote about it. Those are the authors of the Gospels. There's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and they're all writing their story about their experience with Jesus. And so we get two perspectives. We get Mark's perspective and we get Matthew's perspective. And today I would like to just take you into this, this story of Jesus and we're going to find out that there's some similarities in our life right now as we're in this storm and there's similarities that was in their life in that storm. And then we're gonna talk about some practical things that we can do while we're in a storm. So let's get started. Look what it says in Mark's gospel. That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side. Did you notice that? Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There was also other boats with him, a furious squall. Man, that, that's a bad one right there. Came up, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him up and said to him, Teacher, let's read this last part. You ready? Don't you care if we drowned? I mean, like, man, this is a bad storm going on here, and, and you're sleeping? And then we pick up, look what Matthew says. He gets to the end of the story, and this is what he says. He replied, talking about Jesus, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. As we look at this story, I wanna tell you, it's so real, it's so who we are. Because when, when they have this storm, there's three things that are revealed. There's three types of storms that reveal. The first one is this, is we see a physical storm. Immediately, they're in the boat, there's winds and waves. Look what the Bible says, it says this. 
a, a furious squall or storm came up. That's what it is. A, a furious squall is a storm. It came up and the waves broke over the boat so that they, it was nearly swamped. That means that the waves were almost coming in. So it was real. What the Bible is trying to sell is that this was not fiction. It was real. The waves were rocking the boat. And these were grown men. They were experienced fishermen. They had been out on the, on the sea many times. But they were scared to death. This was one of the worst storms they ever seen in their life. And right now, everyone's saying that, aren't they? We're in the worst storm we've ever seen in our life. It's real. The coronavirus is real. And I would just challenge you right now that, you know, it's real. And I want to challenge you. Listen, take it seriously. Wash your hands. Don't touch your face. Put your hands in your pocket like I'm having to do. Social distance. But also, as a matter of fact, I've washed my hands so many times they've turned to wrinkle. It looks like I've been in a swimming pool for hours. And I'm sure you have as well. So take this seriously. It's a physical storm. We recognize that it's real. But what, what happens is when we get in a physical storm, it triggers another storm. And that storm is an emotional storm. All of a sudden, it's, it's amazing how fear can sweep in. And we see that in our story. Look what happens as the disciples are in their boat. This physical, physical storm happens, but look what happens here. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him up and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drowned? I mean, come on, man. What's wrong with you? We're, gonna, we're about to drown here, and you don't even care. You see, all of a sudden, when you get into a storm, it triggers the emotions on the inside of us. And, and when those get out of control, it produces fear and anxiety. And, and it can just begin to make you anxious and impatient. And, and it, it can cause you to get on people's nerves. And people get on your nerves, right? Rhonda and I experienced this this past week. Every night at 6.30, we have prayed live on Facebook with as many of you that's tuned in. And, and if you haven't done that, we challenge you to do that. You can go on SEC Facebook Live, my personal Facebook Live, or Instagram, SEC Instagram. And you can see us every night at 630. And we're trying to pray with you. We want to stay connected because we love you. And we want to stay connected with you. Well, Monday night at 630, we, we did the prayer. I mean, we just finished the prayer. And then one of us decided that we wanted to change the time from 6.30 to 7.30. That's not that big a deal to have that conversation. But because of the tension and, and the emotional storm that is raging in all of us, I mean, we're a little edgy. And that, that one discussion got very tense over just maybe changing our prayer time. And we had just finished praying. You know how it feels when you just walk out of church and all of a sudden you get into an argument? That's exactly what happened. And so as we did that, it sort of died down just a few, you know, we let it go. But right before bedtime, again, that subject come up and we were like rah, 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 at each other again. And like, what's going on here? And we realized that we had an emotional storm going on. I'm not going to tell you which one of us wanted to change the time. Because as soon as I tell you what Rhonda wanted to do, I know that I'm going to get messages and emails saying we should do what Rhonda says because I know that she is your favorite. But that's okay because she's my favorite too. But you see what I'm saying? We get in these emotional storms. And the disciples did too. They, they begin to fear. 
He said, oh no, all of a sudden fear overwhelmed him. But Jesus had already said, we're going to the other side. And I just want to stop right here. I want to look you right in the eye through this camera lens and into your living room or wherever you are. And I want to tell you today is that God has said, we're going to go to the other side. This too shall pass. It has not come to stay. It's going to pass. And we are going to get through this together. And so you can be of good courage today and have great comfort to know that God's already said, we're going to get through this. And we will get through it. So don't panic. The next storm that I notice that happens is that you have the physical storm and then all of a sudden the emotional storm. And then that can lead to a spiritual storm. A spiritual storm. The disciples have said, remember what they said? They said, hey, he doesn't care. When you begin to say that God doesn't care, that's a spiritual issue. And many today are asking, does God even care? Can he stop this? Wouldn't he, why wouldn't he stop this? God doesn't care. That is not correct. That is not correct theology. That's not correct because God loves you and he cares no matter what. But look what Jesus said in Matthew's gospel. Jesus responded, why are you afraid you have so little faith? May, is, is that the message today that you need to hear? Is that the message why are you afraid? Why am I afraid at times? Do we have little faith? Maybe now is a time that God's trying to, to do something inside of us. I would challenge you with this. Maybe Jesus was more interested and concerned with the storm on the inside of his followers than the one that they were dealing with on the outside. I believe that to be true with you right now. I think Jesus is more concerned for you right now with the storm that's going on, on the inside of you than the storm that's going on outside with the coronavirus. I believe he's more concerned about what's going on inside of you. I believe that. And in order for us to, to get through this storm, we have to have hope. We have to anchor to the hope. I want you to look at this passage in Hebrews 6 and 19 because it begins to describe the method in which we get through storms. Look what he says. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. He says it's our hope. We have this hope. This an anchor. This hope is an anchor for our soul. And I want, to, I want to talk to you today about how do we do this? How do we anchor in hope? Because if we're going to make it through this storm and, and we are going to make it through it and we are going to come out on the other side, but we have to anchor to hope. We can't, we can't just, you know, toss it to the wind and hope, you know, say, well, I, I think everything may, be, it may get all right. No, 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 no. We're anchoring in hope today. So I want to give you three ways to anchor to hope. The first one I'd like to say to you is, is practicing Practicing being aware of the presence of God. Practicing being aware of the presence of God. It helps you anchor into hope that gives you peace. In our story, we notice that how that Jesus was, 
Jesus was in the boat and he was asleep. It was the worst storm these experienced fishermen had ever seen. I mean, I'm talking about the boat is almost uh, about ready to turn over because of waves. And, and I go back again to that story of Rhonda and I on that cruise ship that night. There was no sleep for us that night. And, and I said, I, as I said before, I think Rhonda had her life preservers her, right beside her, you know, using it to hold on to because we were afraid. We were anxious that that boat may not make it. And the disciples felt that way with their boat, that they were experienced fishermen. They had seen, a, seen very bad storms before. But they realized that Jesus was asleep and they were scared to death. And they began to ask, what's wrong with him? Why isn't he, why isn't he alarmed? I'll tell you why. Because Jesus had the, was practicing the presence of God while they were practicing panic. That's the difference between panic and peace is the presence of God. You have to practice that. God is always with you, but many times we're not aware of it. We have to practice the awareness of the presence of God. Look what the psalmist said in Psalms 91, 1 through 3. I love this. He who dwells, let's say that word together, ready? Dwells. That means to stay a little while. That doesn't mean you run in and run out. It means he who stays a little while, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest. Isn't that what you need right now? I know you're, you're at home right now and, and, the, and we've been in, in this shelter. We, we can't go out, you know, we've been together and it seems like we're tensed. We should be at peace because we're at home, but we're tensed. And he says he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. Notice this. He, he alone is my refuge, my place of safety. Don't you? Isn't that good news today? He is my God and I trust him. Amen, everybody. Man, that's one that we need to pin on the refrigerator right there. Then he goes on to say this. He will rescue me from every trap and protect you from what? Deadly disease. I believe that. I believe that, you know, we're going to do our part in this virus and, and we're going to do what our, our officials tell us to do, but we, but we are trusting God to do what we cannot do. Amen, everybody. We're trusting God to do what we cannot do. We've got to believe in him. Here's a statement that I, I, I think is so true, and I want to put it on the screen where you can read it with me. Let's say this together. You ready? Come on. Peace is not the absence of trouble. Peace is practicing the presence of God. Oh, did you feel that? Peace is not the absence of trouble, the absence of storms. Peace is practicing the presence of God. It's amazing how you begin to feel that when you say it and believe it. I know right now that, again, you're in tight quarters. The kids are probably maybe driving you crazy because you're trying to work it from home and, and you're trying, your kids are having questions about schoolwork and you're, you're trying to homeschool your kids now. You didn't sign up for that and now that's going on. And tensions can begin to get a little edgy. Like Rhonda and I, you can begin to get that way. But what I want to tell you, what calms that is when you begin to become, begin practicing the awareness of God's presence. How do you do that, Pastor Jeff? The easiest way that I can tell you to do this 
is that, you know, you just turn on some worship music. You turn on the worship music and begin, and begin to let that just fill your house and your room. And it's amazing how that when you begin to hum along to that now, you know, or sing along to that. Now, in my case, when I sing along, everybody leaves the room. But it doesn't matter because when I'm singing, guess what? I am experiencing and I become aware of the presence of God. And that's what I want to challenge for you. It's that, you know, we have to begin to practice that, practicing the awareness of God's presence. So I have a next step for you. I want to challenge you to do this because I believe it can really help you. And that's what I want to do more than anything else. I want to help you. And that is this. Look what it says. I will do my best to practice. Uh, I will do my best practicing God's presence by listening to worship music throughout my day. Oh, I want to challenge you to do that. Listen, your kids have heard enough bad news. I know you've been trying to listen to the news, maybe in secret to keep them from this, but they're hearing it. They can experience it. They, they, they get a vibe from you. And so when you turn on worship music in your house several times a day, guess what? They get another vibe. They get a vibe of God's spirit and, and they can see life inside of you. And so why don't you do that? You know why? Because when I worship, it sets the tone in my home. Worshiping sets the tone in your home. I want to, why don't you do that? Why don't you change the tone in your home? If you want to change the tone in your home, then begin to to play worship music and begin to let, let worship flow through your house. And when you do that, man, it changes everything. That's practicing the awareness of God's presence. I want to challenge you to do that. Letter B. Letter B, we're talking about anchoring to hope, is balance the world's news with God's word. Balance the world's news with God's word. We're being inundated with that right now. But look what the Bible says. Going back into our story here, look what happens here. Jesus said to his disciples, let's go over to the other side. What's interesting to me is Jesus made this statement when everything was calm and they got in the boat and everybody heard them when there was no storm going on. They said, okay, Jesus, we're getting a boat. You said, let's go to the other side. We're going to the other side because you said to go, we're going to the other side. But when the storm come up, guess what? They forgot the words of Jesus. They forgot he said that no matter this storm, no matter what, we're going to the other side. They forgot all about that and they panicked. It's amazing and right now with everything that's going on, how the, all the world's news infiltrating our hearts constantly, 24-7, that panic can set in and we forget that God has said that I'm going to get you through this, is that you're going to get to the other side. And I want to tell you, we're going to get to the other side. We're going to get through this and we're going to come out better on the other side. Every problem has a purpose in the child of God's life. We're going to get through it. Look what the, I love what Psalms 119, 81 says. Look what it says. My soul faints with longing for your salvation, but I have put my hope in your word. I put my hope in your word. You have to balance that. We have to balance that because too much of the world's bad news and we're going to be distressed and we're going to be anxious and, and we're going to be panicked. You're going to buy all the toilet paper up and not leave any for us. When we panic, we do crazy things when we panic, right? I still don't understand that one. I want to challenge you today with a statement. 
Again, another statement I have coming on your screen. I want you to read this with me. Look what it says. We cannot let our circumstances speak louder than God's word. We just can't do it. Because God's word has a final word. It's the final word. He has, God has the final say. No matter what the media is saying. And every day, oh, it's getting worse, it's getting worse, it's getting worse. And if you hear that 24-7, you're going to be anxious and you're going to be fearful and you're going to panic. But his word says that he's got this. And that he's working right now in a ways that we can't even see or imagine. And you have to believe that. You have to believe that. So, I want to say about being in God's word, balancing this, I would challenge you. When you hear the news, only hear about it once a day. I want you to be informed. I want you to know what's going on. But I just, you know, like with me and you, I believe we're the same. If I listen to the news morning, noon, and night, again, I'm going to be stressed out. Why don't you just pick one time a day to get the update on, update on what's going on and then why don't you take, if it's 30 minutes, why don't you take, after you're hearing 30 minutes of the news, why don't you go to the 30 minutes of God's good news? It would be great just to read the Bible to your, to your family. You know, you know the best place to start is in the book of Psalms right now because it talks about the goodness of God and, and how God great God is and it builds your faith. I want to encourage you to do it. Build your faith. I want to challenge you to do that. All right. So another way, one other way before we move on is this, is you know what I enjoy doing? I have a, I have a group. We have a, a SEC group. We were meeting physically, but now we're meeting virtually. That means uh, that, you know, I'm in my home, they're in their homes, but we're on our computers and everybody's little picture pops up on my computer. It's a virtual group. There's once a week that we get together. And I want to tell you, just seeing their faces on my screen, it, it just does something. I want to challenge you. Why don't you do that? Why don't you, if you're not in a group, why don't you get in a group? But if you say, Pastor Jeff, I'd like to start a group. If you've got three, two or three people that, that are friends, they can be all over the world. It doesn't matter now is that you can go to Google Hangout or Zoom or any place like that. We'll help you. And you can have some friends just to get together one time a week, just for about 45 minutes to an hour, and just focus on God's Word. You can talk about this sermon. We'll give you questions to ask each other, and it'll be amazing how God fills your heart, and all of a sudden your life gets back into balance. I want to challenge you to do that. There's a connection card that we talked about you can just click on that box right there and, and check if you'd like to start a group or if you'd like to join a group. And listen, you can even email me if you'd like to do that. We'd love to get the information out to you. All right, the third thing I'd like to share with you is this, which is letter C, is trust God's plan when you don't understand. Trust God's plan when you don't understand. Look what Matthew says. He picks it up here. Jesus replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? What's interesting to me here is before Jesus calms that storm out there, before he speaks to the storm and says, peace be still, and, we, and the story says the winds laid down, the waves laid down, it all stopped when Jesus spoke. 
But before he spoke to that storm, he spoke to his people, his disciples, his followers. I think maybe right now that that's what God's wanting to do. Before he calms this coronavirus storm, and let me tell you, I believe that he's going to do it any day. He wants to calm the storm here. He wants to speak to you. God's trying to speak right now to you. That's what I believe in this storm. He's trying to speak to you and he's trying to speak to me. I love what this passage in Romans reveals to me and maybe to reveal something to you. Look what it says. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. We rejoice, see that, in hope. There it is again, we anchor to hope. Not only so, but also rejoice in our what? Suffering. Did you see that? We rejoice also in our suffering. Now, let me stop there because some of you are saying, well, Pastor Jeff, I don't want to talk about suffering right now. Aren't you supposed to make us feel good? I want you to feel good, but let me tell you something. Suffering is a part of life. It's even a part of the Christian life. You see, when Christians, when we as Christians get to heaven with God, there's going to be no more weeping, no more warning, no more uh, mourning, no more pain, no more death, no more sorrow. There's not going to be any of that in heaven. But on earth, there is going to be suffering. But listen, the suffering's not in vain. It's for a purpose. Look what he goes on and says this. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. See that? God is building hope inside of us right now that like we don't even realize it's hope. This has been revealed to me this week and I want to share it with you. It's coming up on your screen again. Listen to what it says. Just read it with me. Trouble doesn't make us or break us. It reveals what is in us. Trouble doesn't make us or break us, but it reveals what's in us. God's trying to reveal something. And with these disciples, again, remember, they've been following Jesus. They've seen him do miracles before. And, and now here they are in their own storm. I mean, like, hey, they could have faith when it was somebody else's storm. But now they're in the storm. It's a whole different story now. It's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. Jesus used that storm to reveal something in them. He revealed in that moment in them, that they really did not trust who he was. And they didn't trust in his power. Because remember what they said after he calmed the storm? Who is this man? The King James says, what manner of man is this? Who is he? Right? They found out who he was, that he was the son of God. And he had power over the elements. He had power over the over the wind and the waves, and I want to tell you something, you're finding out who he is as well, and you're going to find out that, that his power is going to speak to this situation that we're in right now. I believe that with everything in me. Something's going to change, and it's going to be evident of God. He revealed what was in them so that he could heal it. I want to ask you a question right now. What is God trying to reveal that's in you that needs to be healed? Have you been holding on to an old hurt that just keeps coming up right now that makes you fearful? An old pain, an old problem that, that makes you angry, that you're finding yourself going to anger more than anything else right now? Or really is it that I really don't know who Jesus is? 
What is he revealing in you right now? Because God wants to heal what's inside of you. He's trying to speak to you before he speaks to this storm. So what is God trying to say to you? Because Jesus still heals what he reveals and what you will reveal. This anchoring, anchor in hope. I read a story many years ago in one of Max Licato's books. I can't recall which one it, it was. It's been so long ago, but I never forgot the story. He shared that one of his friends had bought a boat, a cabin cruiser. He was so proud of it. He had saved a long time. He'd done well, and he bought this boat. But in Florida, there was a storm that was reported to be coming that direction that his boat was in. And so he made a decision. Never having a boat before, he was going to protect his boat because he loved his boat and he wanted to get, get harmed in the storm. So he went to the hardware store, his local Home Depot, and he got this big nylon rope, the biggest he could get, and he, he got hundreds of feet of it. And he went to where his boat was, and he went on. To, as he started out on the dock, here he has all this rope hanging on his shoulders, and he's headed toward his boat. And an older gentleman that was there, who was an experienced sailor, asked him, said, son, where are you going with all that rope? He said, sir, I bought me a boat, and, and I'm going to protect it. I'm going I'm to tie my boat up to the dock, and I'm going to secure it so that nothing happens to it. And the older gentleman looked at him and said, son... If you tie your boat to that dock, the winds are going to come and the waves are going to come and they're going to destroy your boat. Can I ask you a question? What have you tied your life to? Have you tied yourself to material things, to finances? We finding out, we're finding out right now that none of that works. The older gentleman said, Sir, son, the best thing that you can do is take your boat out into the sea. Go out into the sea and anchor deep. Let your anchors down to the bottom of the seafloor and anchor deep. He said, when the winds and the waves come, they're going to batter your boat. It will rock your boat. It will tilt your boat. But it will not damage your boat because it's anchored deep on the seafloor. I want to tell you today as your pastor and those of you that are new watching as a man who loves you and cares about you the solution for your soul life right now is not attaching it to something it's anchoring it deep in hope and that Jesus Christ is the hope he's the one that you can count on you can trust him. If you will anchor, if you will anchor deep into the hope of Jesus Christ, you're going to find out that before long, he's going to step up in your life. Before he settles this coronavirus case, he's going to look into your life and he's going to say, peace be still. I've got this. I'm with you. I'm right here right now. My presence is with you. You can count on me. I'm going to get you through the storm. You're going to make it. You'll hear that still small voice say, I've got you in my arms. I've got the whole world in my hands I'm not taken by surprise I've got you and I've got this that's what Jesus is speaking today 
my question to you is this, is do you have Jesus? Maybe this storm is revealed just like it did to those disciples of Jesus in his boat. You really don't know who he is. And today, Jesus is coming to your place, right where you are right now. And he's wanting you to open up your heart. And he's wanting you to let him in that you can anchor to hope. And I'm going to pray a prayer right now because I believe that God is speaking to you right now. You say, Pastor Jeff, I don't know. Yes, you know. You begin to feel your heart race just a little bit. And you're thinking, yes, I should. And you feel the battle right now. That's Jesus trying to get in. I want to pray this prayer. Maybe you just want to bow your heads right where you are. Heavenly Father, right now in the name of your son, Jesus, we come to you. And God, right now, as every person that's, God, every person that's watching right now or, or hearing this, they're saying this prayer with me right now. They're saying, dear Lord Jesus, come into my life. Save me. I need a savior right now. I can't save myself. Everything that I've known has been shaken. I need to anchor in you. Come into my life, Jesus. Save me. Forgive me of my sins. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you rose from the dead. And I believe that you're going to come back again one day. Right now, Jesus, save me. Friend, if you said that prayer, I want you to know that Jesus Christ is taking up residence in your life. And I want to say praise God with you. I want to celebrate with you. I'm celebrating right now with you. Thank you so much for making that decision. It's the best decision you ever made. The Bible says that we shouldn't keep that a secret, that we should share it. I want to give you an opportunity to share it with me. There's a number coming up on your screen right now. I want you to write this number down. Or right now while I'm talking, just go ahead and text it into your phone. Put the, put the number in. And what I want to do is I want to celebrate with you. So if you'll go ahead and, and text to that number and, and just put your name and put the word saved by it because that's what you are, saved. I want to rejoice with you and I also want to send something to you just to say, here's some things that I would help you on your journey because we believe at SEC that we should partner together in our faith. Would you do that? I'm so excited for you. I'm so thrilled today for you and what's going to happen in your life. Those of you that are watching, every one of us, I want to ask you this question. What is God revealing in you? You know, for me personally, he's revealed to me that I've been focused too much on the things I've been trying to get done. Living by my schedule, penciling in everything and being too busy and not focusing enough on what's important. And I want to challenge you today to let God speak to you and reveal it. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, again, thank you for what you're revealing to us, God, because you can only heal what is revealed. We thank you that you're doing that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's S-C-C 
www.thepacificview.net and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.